0: hey ladies fellas and friends you are listening to another episode of three dope wives with lakendra atasui Adelise jones and lamisha dixon with over 30 years of collective experience we are here to give you an inside look at what marriage is really all about honey we are airing out all the dirty laundry spilling all the tea and telling all the business Are you looking for something really real? Then, honey, pull up a chair and grab your favorite cup of something hot as we dish on All Things Marriage. Well, friends, welcome to another episode of Three Dope Wives. I am your girl Kendra in the house with my homegirls Adelise and Lamisha. And we're about to get into some good stuff today, y'all. Girl, how are y'all doing today?
1: I'm doing great. I woke up in Austin this morning. Mm. A little little different environment than what I'm used to. So um it's it feels good to be to, so get, out to get out to get of close- my norm.
0: You trying to be close to that uh, to that storm weather, huh? You trying to be is it, trying to get a little... it's
1: beautiful here. I heard is it's it? over there. It's beautiful.
0: It I'm so mad now because it stormed so bad. It ruined my sleep.
1: I heard. It's oh, been, my it's gosh. Beautiful, beautiful, like absolutely gorgeous weather. Not even like it, it got super hot yesterday um, in the probably like peak peak time about 12 or 1. But yeah. other than that, it's been actually like breezy. It's been beautiful. Oh breezy, I'm jealous. Okay. So what's, well, what's can, going yeah, on? Stop, stop <laughs> bragging a little bit. Stop bragging. so, right. so, so I woke up great. Yes, you
0: asked a question. I, answer, I mean, I what woke up great. what but what's going on in Austin though? <laughs> That's what I want to know. So we just came.
1: Um, we have friends here, um, and they came to visit us about two weeks ago. And so we just flip flopped and change of environment, uh, different. We have other friends here besides these ones. So we just kind of took advantage of it and spent the weekend here.
0: I swear you ain't you ain't living no pandemic life. I don't even like you right no, now. No, uh, not the pandemic it, life. Look, giving giving side <laughs> eye to Adelise. Let me see how you doing. <laughs> well,
2: I woke up in this pandemic life <laughs> <laughs> in my home. Yes. <laughs> uh, the storm did help us sleep well, but then it woke us up. So I feel your pain about being disturbed in the middle of the night, but. You know, we're blessed, we safe, we're healthy. Yeah.
0: We, uh, Rona free. So, hey, hey, you're Rona free. You just need to raise both hands and be like, thank you, Jesus. There right. it is. It? Yeah. Want it? yeah hey, go. hey, catch that. <laughs> 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 Didn't you think the hail? I had the hail all night. So I tossed and turned. I got up in the middle of the night and put earplugs in because I was trying to not hear the thunder, okay, the so lightning. There was hail? There no was. Egg, you know? I don't even know. I haven't been outside, but I heard it, like, smacking up against windows, and I was just like, this uh-uh. ain't right, I Jesus.
1: Jesus. That's I, don't damage. I don't know if it
0: I don't know if it... I felt like it was hell. If not, it was some real um abusive rain. I'm just going to say that. But <laughs> you with the earplugs and the, and the eye covers,
2: like, oh you God. so extra in your sleep. Why,
0: why y'all got to do me, though?
2: You just... <laughs> Like, I th- go on, you'd be like on a thousand when you sleep. I need this, I need that. Where's my like glass of water by the bed? Like,
0: sure <laughs> so extra. And listen, I'm trying to sleep good. I don't know what y'all trying to do. Y'all, y'all on that play, play sleep. I'm trying to get some for real sleep. <laughs> Okay, I'm trying to go into the zen of uh, the the rim of mode whatever they call it. The rim. You trying to go get, to get the rams yeah. immediately. I'm to get the, girl, I want to mm, close the eyes, catch it. That's what I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to do. Oh my god. I love you. I'm so excited about I today's do. topic, you guys, because it uh, it definitely is something that that uh that we need to be talking about because you know we got a lot of wives out here that are um suffering or have suffered and they're just trying to figure out what to do so so today we're talking about romantic affairs and the aftermath of those romantic affairs um so this is really just all about you know someone going through um a cheating experience and and we're defining cheating today as a romantic infidelity so that's either an emotional affair Or a physical affair, right? Because we know that both can have a drastic impact on anybody's marriage, right? And so... Because of that, we brought in a good, good friend uh, from our ministry. Her name is Travanda. Uh, this is a dynamic woman. She's originally from New Orleans. So when y'all hear her go Ooh, baby, whoop. y'all know uh, where that <laughs> yeah. came from. Uh, who that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you might who that, too? Who that? Yeah, the got the Florida beast in the
3: background. I knew <laughs> yeah. she was a Christian. Right there it is. Um,
0: so you guys, this woman is uh, has been married for twenty two years, but she threatened me, told me that I better tell y'all. She's been All together right. for twenty five <laughs> years. Um, she is a mother to four, and she also is a marriage minister at one community church. Minister.
1: Just I mean, minister, right, just minister just coordinate quarter,
0: but isn't that what the word calls? Word? Cool. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right, all right, right. she's she bringing the, the word. word back. Go ahead and I'm, finish I'm, it. I'm, I'm, just <laughs> I'm just trying to be uh, biblically correct, that's all. Um, and then, you know, she's also a mentor. She's been mentoring couples for the past nine years. She is working so hard, you guys, trying to support other people uh, and help them to move forward and excel in their marriage life. So I want y'all go ahead, give a big warm welcome to our good friend, Shavonna. Trivonda, welcome to the show, sis. Thank
3: you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely.
3: <laughs>
0: we are excited that you're here with us because we really want to dig uh, right into this topic. Now, on Three dub Wives, we don't, we don't mince words. We jump right into the juice. So, um, I want to talk to you a little bit. If you can just tell us in our audience, you know, uh, what brought you to the point in your own marriage where, where recovery was necessary?
3: Well, I think for me, it was just a personal relationship with God. It's just a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, understanding that there's more to my marriage, more to my relationship, not only with God, but with my husband and my family. So I had Mm. to really come to the place of personal reconciliation that would help me realize that it's not enough and that the things that I'm dealing with or how we're taught to recover from some type of uh, failure in our lives it's not okay. And it's not the mm-hmm. biblical way. So I had to learn that for myself and then establish that one-on-one with Christ, mm-hmm. which helped me realize that I'm just not in a good place.
0: Yeah. So, mm-hmm. I mean, what, what, what is it that happened specifically that that told you, you know what, I need to take these steps. I need to get right with God. I need to figure out, you know, uh, how. It was, it
3: was just something internal. So after my husband and I, our marriage wasn't going in a positive direction. It wasn't healthy. Um, we were playing church. It was religion, you know. We were surrounded by people that also were playing church, and it mm-hmm. you just do what you do. Men will be women, men, women, you know, available and accessible to this environment, right? And so mm-hmm. for me, I just came to a place. I was. It was a dark, dark place. Some people will call it backslid, I don't know what that means. Backslid, I don't know what that means. But I was so far gone from just a relationship with God. I really didn't understand what that meant, and it just took me being so. Deep in such a hard, dark place for me to go. Is there anything else? And in that cry out, it ended up being my prayer. And in my prayer, God came and he actually gave me that personal experience to help me realize that there was more and then I could recover in my life across the board. Mm -hmm. And that he would be with me in the midst of it. So I think it was just a a place of just falling back and realizing that I was unhappy, that I was not in a place of growth and a positive environment, let alone an environment that will foster a relationship with my God, with my husband, with my children, or even those that I was connected to. So it was just an overall um, environment that just made me say it's time.
2: Yeah, It was
3: just personal within. And I think it might be different for everyone, but for me, it was just a dark zone that just made me want to throw my hands up and say, you know, I quit, but God wouldn't let me.
0: Yeah. So with you, I mean, was there, was there ever um, an infidelity in your marriage in particular? Yes.
3: Yes. But I also said for the three years, Prior to, There was infidelity prior to the marriage. I guess you can't have that, right? Because you're dating and <laughs> nobody owes anybody <laughs> right, anything. Right, but, right, right. but for those who are serious and you thinking you're in a relationship, just you and her, you and him, you were thinking, okay, well, you know, we're it's exclusive. just us and we're working towards that. Right. We're working right. towards that. So without even realizing the things prior to. Um, mm-hmm. us saying, I do connected to the things that happened, but yeah, even after we were married, so it was just something that was just difficult to, um, fathom and without help and support, we couldn't put the pieces together. So yeah, we had several, uh,
0: moments of that. So mm. several moments that was there in, was it, I mean, did your, did your spouse, I mean, well, you're now so it was spouse, different. So boyfriend. I
3: always say, I always say, and I, I think I said to you, I don't wear the scarlet letter. But I think the question is, you want to know, Trevon, did you have an affair? Did you step out? Because I'm not going to speak for my spouse and the things that he did. But for me, the answer is yes. I I did step out, but I don't go and I brand, oh, I'm wearing a scarlet letter because over time I have learned that I don't know what it does for you. I don't know what it does to help you realize that, hey, she messed up, he messed up or anything like that. And as we mentored and counseled couples, we saw that if you brand yourself or you continue to hold that, then you will fall into a place of guilt or you will feel like it's hard to come out or recover from it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. or if they have not depending on where they are in their lives it's going to be hard to recover from it but to answer your question the answer is yes but Mm -hmm. for me personally i don't brand that and i don't hold that
0: right and the reason i ask is because we have our you know we have our listeners are primarily women women who are married Mm -hmm. and there's this um idea that the the husband is the one who typically does the stepping out or the um or initiates an infidelity within the marriage relationship so i just want our audience as we're having our conversation to have clarity in understanding your point of view and where you're coming from and that's so
2: and i think that's so real to bring up because um a lot of times we always Think that okay, when there is an infidelity, when there is an affair, that it's the guy, right? But women, we have our emotional infidelities, we, Mm. you know, we step out and do things. You know, they say like women are the best secret keepers, the best, you know, (laughs) right? And so, um, let it be known, you know, to our listeners who are mostly women. Um, who have been in a place where they felt like they weren't getting what they needed out of their marriage or, um, they were just lost themselves
3: yeah.
2: and, yeah. and, and had an emotional affair or yeah. had a physical affair that, you know, you're not the only woman out there who has been in a situation That's right. where you have been, right. you know, hurt or, um, in a place where you were lost. Um, it right. happens a lot to a lot of women, and the married.
3: stereotype uh, is women are different, so you treat it different. A uh-huh. man has an affair; he does things, you know. He he could, it, that's what men do. But if a woman mm-hmm, yeah. is caught in that type of infidelity or an extramarital relationship, then they are just whorish, or they—I don't know what yeah. words y'all use on here, but we okay. can use. are no, you're, you're, you're good. You're good. <laughs> you're good. That's a good <laughs> word. You treat them as if. You just don't count. You don't matter. You can't recover. You're trash, you know. And even in a religious environment, all the more. It's like, it's almost like you are scarred and you cannot come back because you mm-hmm. are this. And then you could be ostracized from right. ministry. You're not right. allowed to serve. Whereas men, it's like, it's just understood. They're just doing what they're doing. They got to repent yep. and come on, let's redo this thing. The five to, yep, steps to recovery for the fellas. And then the ladies, you just right. pushed off to the side. You right.
2: Know? You might have to leave the church. You might have to hey. leave the church.
3: Hey.
0: Right. I, yeah. That's heartbreaking. Wow. I mean, it, it's so real though. You know, it's mm-hmm. heartbreaking and it's real to be like, yeah, if uh, if, if,
1: if I if, know Go ahead, at least you're going to say. Yeah, so what are what do you think are some causes? I mean, we know we know that there are a lot of um common causes that, that most people will uh either lack of Sex or some
0: oh, it, it,
1: that is in a Oh, it looks like Adelise is having I a little bit of Adalise. connection. And is trouble. it ever an excuse,
0: Adelise? I'm sorry, we missed it. We missed you a little because we're, you're having a little bit of connection issue right now. So it's you're uh, you're cutting in and out a little bit, and we didn't quite catch it. Um. Yeah. But I'll let so I'll, I'll th- let
2: that go. go I think ahead. what she was trying to say. I think what she was trying to say is kind of what. What cause, what causes someone to get lost? What causes someone in a marriage to say, you know what? Uh, I'm not getting what I need this way or that way or because of this or because of that. And, and then to, to step out. I think that's kind of where she was going. And um, Travonda, can you, can you speak to that? I can speak to that. I think, you know,
3: of course, always from my perspective and maybe some of the experiences my husband and I have had, you know, mentoring other couples, but Mm -hmm. it's an array. One, it could be selfishness. It could just be downright selfish. Sometimes it could be caught. You know, my parents did it. I saw my mom. I saw my dad. It's just what you did. You know, that's the way that I, you know, handle difficult situations. That could be one. Another could just be that, like I, I said earlier, you guys pick up things on the, you know, the before the marriage, before things mm-hmm. were happening, and you got some of that garbage and that baggage that you're bringing, in. it may not even be with your spouse. It could be garbage and baggage that you had with someone else, right? And you're bringing that in, and it's just the signs that you see will make you feel like, you know what? I need, I want out. Like in my situation, my mom was married three times, and so in her mind, she was like, this one didn't work. Oh, gotta go. That one didn't work. Oh, oh, gotta go. Oh, this one didn't work. Gotta go. But let me before I leave, you know, I. I'm in another relationship prior to leaving the one that I'm in already mm. so I think and, and and she had her different reasons for why and how and she divorced and things like that but the bottom line is she wasn't even taught how to fight and stay in uh her right. marriage and so I think it's just lack of knowledge or maybe even ignorance or even the you know self um fulfillment you know you feel like I'm not getting it here so I'm not There's nothing, there's no need to keep going. So I throw my hands up and maybe this person is giving me attention or this person seems to be heading in the direction that I'm, I believe I want to go. So maybe, you know, you're just trying different things, you know, Mm -hmm. and I just think um, for many people, it just stems off from where they were in their lives, their environment, how they grew up and just even how they were taught about relationships.
1: Yeah. So so you meant so you mentioned that, you know, people sometimes aren't taught to fight. So can a relationship go back to normal after cheating? Absolutely. Absolutely.
3: I mean, it's it's it has to take two. One person can't desire for the relationship, right? And then the person that actually victimized the spouse has to give the spouse time to heal. You can't tell the color how they should heal. You can't tell them what steps they need to take. And it's not the same for everyone. But the two have to agree that one was the victim and one actually caused, right, the person to be wounded in that place. And then you accept the roles that you have established based on that relationship. And then from there, you need to heal The way that's needed. And then both of you actually will need healing and both of you will have to be transparent in that um, you're saying what you've done, what you believe caused it. get support so someone can help dig deeper and just stay away from the surface things. You have to be absolutely authentic. You have to be absolutely honest and you have to be absolutely transparent in order for you both to heal. But if one person is doing the work. I don't see that uh, recovery happening.
2: Mm-hmm. so I wanted to oh I'm sorry this is just it's so good right yeah and Travana is just bringing it her nine years of experience with counseling stuff like that like she has really got all of the you know personal and uh, you know just from mentoring other couples a lot, right. of, a lot of info so I wanted to talk a little bit about like somebody who cheated
0: mm-hmm. and
2: then somebody who is a cheater
0: mm-hmm.
2: right like somebody who You know, you know, one time made a mistake and then the person who just can't seem to get on the right track is just constantly out there, constantly, you know, getting themselves into situations or or, or things like that. Um, The difference
0: between the two, maybe even how to identify well before, you, but, you but can i just i'm sorry that
3: you go ahead go ahead yeah
0: i was gonna say just before we go there because i i did have a follow-up to what you were saying just a moment ago so just before we okay. we, we switch gears a well, little keep bit because that was good that was no cool. we're definitely going there i just i just um so so you talked about that there the, the, the two each need to work on the healing mm-hmm. and uh you talked earlier about how uh There can be external sources such as the church that can hinder um, someone from being able to, you know, turn over that new leaf, if you will. Are there external factors just really quickly to look for when you're looking to make that transition from wounded to healed?
3: Well, you both have to be in agreement. First and foremost, you both have to be in agreement. The source or the resource that you choose, you both have to be in agreement with that resource. It can't be I'm going to go and talk to this person and then your spouse is going to go and talk to someone else. And you guys may not be getting the same type of information. You want to go into that healing process with a resource that you both are comfortable with. And you also want to go into a a, a, Have a resource that's non-biased, somebody that's going to be open, honest and tell you where you're right, tell you where you're, you know, you're deviating or it's not a healthy uh, situation or bring you back and cause you to dig deeper. So for me, I, I think the best thing to say is if you both can walk together in agreement when you're finding that source, that's when you know it's right. It's going to have the hard conversation. You're going to have the hard um, activities that you'll need to do. But at the end of the day, you both will be able to journey to forward together because you have chosen the route and the road together.
2: Mm, that's good to be in agreement. And is that? And I know I want to go back to talking about the person who you know a cheater versus somebody who cheated. But since we're on the on this topic still, um, when we talk about both being in agreement. Um, <laughs> to pick a resource and and, and walking together and that yeah. how how difficult can that be if you know the person who is wounded mm-hmm. right is is still it's not there they're not ready they don't they're not saying okay yeah we on the healing we on the healing what? journey let's go yeah. I'm, I'm right, ready for the right, healing right, you right, know right. let's you know they still you know in their feelings they, they still, still trying them. to yeah. Trying to decide yeah. if the aftermath of this means that, you know, I, well, you know, someone, I'm your reflection. So if you cheating, then maybe I need to figure out what's out there for me. Wow. You know, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, or, you know, they could be thinking, you know, well, I don't even know if I want to do this anymore. Right.
1: Right. right.
3: And so, right. Or always and,
1: have that, that stereotype. Once a cheater, always a cheater. Right. Right. Like, are you going to do this again? How do I, how do I, but
3: see, that's the thing. That's the part of Healing, that's a part of it. When you have a fresh cut, you have a fresh wound, you really don't know what's going on. You really don't know how deep the gash is because of all the blood that you see. So you got to clean that up and you got to. And then the pain, So pain might make it feel even worse than what it really is. And then you have to determine how was that wound established? How did I cut myself? You know, so what was it that caused this situation in our marriage? So there's there's so many factors that we probably won't even get in today. But, Mm. yeah, you have to give them that right. Once, whether it's intentional, unintentional, accidental, there's no accidental. But mm. some people say <laughs> it's accidental. Look. I didn't mean it. I just fell on her lips.
0: Yeah. But. I just fell in her DMs. You, you, hey, hey, <laughs> I, slid. I, <laughs> slid.
3: I, you slid. I slid. I slid. What, what, what you doing? I slid. Oh, you just rolled it You're going to slide into All
0: my that fist. you going to slide into. The, door,
3: in the opportunity party? was there. Now, you may not have known how the opportunity was going to unfold. So you can say in that sense, you really didn't know, but it wasn't an accident. You know, when you you have feelers that tells you alerts and tell you, no, 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 you're going too far. And sometimes we in our pride or we in our desires want to keep going in a situation. So but that's that's something different. But you have to give the person who was wounded time to heal. And you have to let them see what that looks like for them, because, you know, they may infidelity is one of the reasons, biblical reasons that you can divorce. So you have to give them the opportunity to sit back and decide if they even want to try to move forward. That's, that's something that's personal to them and they have that right. And the other spouse has to wait and allow them the privilege of deciding, you know, what will be, they feel will be best for them. Mm
2: -hmm. That time, that time, like, uh, yes, (laughs) let's talk about that. The time, the time, you know, that is happening between, okay, there is a, there was an infidelity. Now it's Mm -hmm. out there. We both know like the time in between, you know, that point and getting to, all right, now let's, let's work it out. (laughs) That time right there can be painful for both people, right? Not just the the victim, but the person who committed the, um, the adultery, that person, you know, has to stay humble
3: right that's right that's right that's absolutely which is hard that's a hard thing to do because you're constantly going to be reminded by your spouse what you did to me what you did Mm. you know some spouses if they're spiritually mature and, and they've touched other things they may not throw that as readily but it is mm-hmm. something that will happen. You'll be reminded. Also, when you look at your spouse, you're going to see the pain that you've caused. And so you're going to have that personal reminder. Absolutely,
1: Lamisha. Absolutely. So I'm not mm-hmm. going to pretend. Y'all, y'all hear me good? I'm yeah. Back connection. Yes. Okay. So I'm not going to pretend like I wasn't that person. Right. So when I experienced some infidelity in this is pre-marriage, um, I was the one that the the hurt and the cut was deep and I didn't realize how deep it was mm-hmm. and I, I, to what I thought I was in the healing process any opportunity that triggered me I was like oh yeah mm-hmm. but remember that time when you stepped out or um I'm asking you this question because I don't know what you're really doing because last time you told me what you were doing you were really doing something else so mm-hmm. I was that person that would pretty much hold a record and record keep of all his wrongdoings and bring it up and i i really truly wasn't healing though and inside of me right. i just kept right. reliving these, these you were instances. trying to gain
3: control again see when exactly when you, people use the term cheated because they it, they were caught off guard the person who was the victim was caught off guard to their spouse stepping out on them exactly. and so in that um you were trying to gain control. You were trying to remind them of what they did that caused you to lose trust, and right. you also were trying to separate yourself to say, "I wasn't the cause of this. I didn't have anything to do with what you did. This is all your all fault, you.
1: right?" Mm-hmm. And your you choice also is your wanted
3: to heal. You wanted to heal yourself to separate by separating yourself. You wanted to say. I am here. I didn't do this to you, but look what you did to me, right? So right. you constantly reminded them of it, but it's all a defense mechanism in a yep. way to help you find that control that you felt you once had in yep. your relationship.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. And it, it was like that up until I was able to, like you said earlier, surround myself with people that would hold me accountable for my, my wrongdoings too. And so that's the only Time and the only way that my thought process was began to shift, and then I truly began to try to heal and and try to let go of of that hurt. But yeah, man, yeah. trust that's different. So, trevana, is there ever um, a
0: a point because it almost feels like what Adelise went through, she would be justified in her action, right? Like, well, rightly so because she was the wounded party. So then she has the right to you know, to, to say, this is what happened to me and I am still in pain and this is how you caused it. That's and right. because you did X, Y, Z, I can't, you know, I can't trust in this way. I can't move forward in this way. Is there ever a point in that sort of process that it just kind of becomes too much or it becomes counterproductive or just becomes well, unfair?
3: Yeah, it does. It does. If. So there is debilitating if you have not chosen to forgive, right? And so Mm -hmm. the Bible requires us to forgive a person. Now, remember, that's one of the biblical outs of marriage. You can choose to leave the relationship if, right, because of the infidelity, you can say, you know what, I'm done, but you can't continuously beat down a person, tear them down, hurt them, remind them. You you want to beat on them because you mm. felt that pain. But once you right. say I forgive you, you can still leave and forgive a person and still, you know, exit the relationship. But if you say I forgive you and you want to stay, then now you have to begin that healing of establishing right safety and healthy safe and healthy boundaries. And then you have to be able to share where you are, right? But at the same time, you want to see your spouse heal. You begin to establish reestablish trust with them because you have been wounded by them. And you're just not sure if, if this is safe for me to move forward in that process. Do you understand? Mm
0: -hmm. I do. Mm -hmm. I I think too, like Mm -hmm. in that, it it just seems that, you know, once you, and and correct me if I'm wrong, Javonda, what you're saying, Mm -hmm. just so I can just make sure I've got this wrapped around Mm -hmm. my mind, right? You're saying that if you choose to stay if you choose that yes. this is where i'm going to be you also have to choose to do the work um and to heal so you can't absolutely you can't uh choose to stay and then have a mindset of having gone absolutely which absolutely
3: different. which is difficult though because yeah. remember you're taking a chance and you're mm-hmm. trying to re-establish a yep. safe place that you felt was just pulled from under you, right? Yeah. That you feel violated, right? You're ashamed, right? You're broken. You have all of these emotions that you have to deal with and so it does it looks like the person is still in that mindset but they're not they just have to learn how to filter through those emotions that are coming like a whirlwind to them Mm -hmm. you know and Mm -hmm. if it's something that they've forgiven before and now this is a reoccurrence okay what does this look like now so it just depends on the relationship and where they are in that and has it been established and also have they found the root cause you know Is it something sometimes spouses don't realize when their spouse, they're not the cause and it's not their fault, but sometimes they're enabling, right. Right. The person that is Doing the affairs or having the infidelity or extramarital relationships, they're enabling that and making um, coddling that. So they're making it excuses for why they may do what they do and then take some of that burden on for themselves. And it's not on them, but sometimes that's a cause as well. So it just depends on the individual, their dynamics, and what that looks like towards healing, honestly. Because remember, they have to be transparent they have to be authentic and they mm-hmm. also have to be willing to do the work and acknowledge what role they play in that situation.
2: And I think, Javonda, you just spoke to the topic that I wanted to get back to. Somebody who mm-hmm. cheated versus mm-hmm. somebody who is a cheater. And you talked about how are they, you know, is the is the victim um, coddling this? Are they making it okay? Are, do they keep um, re-establishing a safe space for that person to come back to once they've committed an infidelity. you know, um, are you you know not helping them realize what the real root cause is and the issue is for them why they feel like they have to keep stepping out or keep cheating? you know, and that person who made the mistake, that person who you know got caught up, the person who was you know hanging out with their friends and you know had the wrong influence, Um, And, you know, they did something that they shouldn't have done or they got closer than they should have got, you Mm -hmm. know, that one time, you know, um, and I think it's really um, important to establish and to look at the person you are with and uh, the person who you are, you know, are you a person who, you know, if you're somebody who committed an infidelity, are you a person who made a mistake and got caught up? It is not natural for you, you know, to to, to want to be out there in these streets, so to say, mm-hmm. right. or are you a person who the root cause of the issue is that you have never had a safe space. You have never seen or witnessed exactly. a safe space exactly. that you have, you have, um, some emptiness inside of you. You have a void in your life that you haven't Don't come to try. Christ to feel. Um, or is there, You know, uh, you know, some kind of deficiency, you know, somewhere that that
3: you can't find that you can't find in another person, but you hit it head on. You can only find sufficiency in Christ. But a lot of times people do not connect Christ in their marriages. And so when you're not connecting Christ in the marriage, you're going it alone. Right. Mm-hmm. And when you go on it alone, you're already destined to fail. Why? I'm infallible. You're infallible. So we're in this thing already. to, uh, you know, right that just unaware of what we need to finish. And also, you know, when we're walking with Christ, we know the end of the matter. But when you don't have that, there there's no boundaries right for you. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that will help you say, Okay, wait, let me balance this thing out. Because not only am I gonna hurt my wife or my husband, I'm gonna hurt you know, God, I'm going to, you know, be a person that doesn't represent him well. But all of that comes from relationship. And if that's not established, you know, and like I told, I said earlier, um, relationship versus religion. If you're just religious and you're just going through the motions and you're just playing church, you're not getting the meat of the matter. You're not getting the sustenance of the word. Then You're just living life. This is something that I do. Mm -hmm. I go to church on, on Sunday, but it's not penetrating and it's not becoming an active part of your life. And so, yeah, you said a lot uh, in that, uh, LaMisha.
0: Yeah, yeah. Is there a point where too much becomes too much, though, in this? Because um, to LaMisha's point, you know, there is a difference between um, the one-off person who cheated and Mm -hmm. this ongoing cheater. Um, Because in my mind, I think at some point it has to be abusive, right um yeah if i say some, some i agree people just
1: struggle with addictive personalities too though like some people truly have some kind of inner um, issue going on with them and this is why they continue to step out or it can be plain and simple as just a sex addiction a lot of people also have that and it it is there's i've, I've seen a couple of marriages that the the husband in this particular instance have stepped out but he truly feels like he's out of control like he but is he getting the support that he so, so here's so the thing there's the never an excuse there's so
3: never many, an excuse right, for right. infidelity even if you have addictions right. even if because you you should be getting the help that you need I just can't control myself I right. just cannot so let go when of this can, feeling the
1: person was admitting to saying I cannot I'm out of control that's when he was yeah. able to get the help but it, it took him doing it multiple times over and over again and then the wife finally saying this is it like I, I this is it like I cannot and then him I don't know if it was just fear of losing his wife fear of losing mm-hmm. his family or him truly you know coming having a come to Jesus moment like this is something that I'm not in control of but he finally got the help that he needed and now they're in a much better place but those are some in, those are instances there that, that happen yeah and if you don't have yeah. that self-awareness or someone to hold you accountable that's key yes ma'am then it's it, it can be just disastrous <laughs> and spiral is that, out of control is that, is that like the but i
0: mean that that's your friend situation right and i think that right. um that it, it becomes hard to me right because as i listen on on an outside looking in perspective i go wow um he he really abused her. Like, he abused her trust. He abused her love. He abused yeah, um, the, the confidence that's that the she thing had. Yeah, that
3: but that's the thing that people need to realize. Your marriage is your marriage. And what you're willing to take and how far you're willing to go to get to a place in your marriage, that's between you right. and your spouse. Your spouse, It's yeah. really... If somebody's on the outside looking in, that's just what they're doing. They're on the outside looking in. They that's don't good. know the inter- intimate details. They don't know really what's going on. They don't know what may have caused that person to be a trigger. Like we said earlier, the, one spouse was doing it. So this one feels like, you know what? He's done it to me, so I'm going to do it to you. Divorce mm-hmm. is out of the question. So I'm not divorcing them, but I'm going to defend myself by going and having an affair. Right. You, know? you just we never gain know. power. So never mm-hmm. be... Yep. Okay, you never want to be the person on the outside trying to take what they're doing and try to take it and make it personal to you. What Mm. you want to do is be open to say where you are and then try to get some similarities and try to see if you can get some information from someone that may have gone through what you've gone through. But then you have to determine, are you looking to stay? Or are you looking for a reason to go? And you don't have to look for a reason because infidelity in and of itself is a reason. But if you are looking to justify why you want to stay, love can be a reason forgiveness is a reason. And the fact that I want to give you another chance, you know, God gives us chance after chance after chance, right? No person is without sin. No person is without fault. And sometimes people are in relationships and they've never been caught in an infidelity or, you know, right. an mm. extramarital affair, but they've had, yeah. it. but they found that place by themselves and the spouse never knew. So some people could even have a spouse that has done that, but because of that personal um, connection that they had or the, the ability to come out on their own, the other yeah. spouse never even knew, you know, right. so it just, yeah, it's your personal decision, you and your spouse, what you want to do in your marriage, and then get the help and support that you need to try to come out
0: towards that goal. I feel like you yeah. just blew up my spot, Travonda, because I <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I do, I take, I take, um, I, 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 I really, I um, Value the institution of marriage to the point where I take other people's marriage personally, right? Mm, like, that I ain't your business. You know what I mean. But I want your right. marriage to be successful to the point where if something goes wrong in your relationship, it's personal to me. Like I'm mad. Like it happened in my relationship, right? And mm-hmm. I love that you said because I, I mean I would be like if 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 Lamisha or or Adelise told me something bad happened, I would be like, why you didn't tell me? We could have worked it out. Like. like <laughs> to do this together you know i feel like um we do this that's why i'm always concerned about external factors you know that can play a role in shaping how you look because i don't want to be that person that uh that points out like oh he abused you right because that's what i'm thinking in my head or I don't know if that's a safe environment for you. Right. Because the thing is this, I mean, you hear those things, you know what I mean? Like you hear, you hear those things and, 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 and we know as, as believers, faith comes by hearing. Right. And if you hear something enough times, right. It becomes actual, it can become actualized in your life by uh, the things that you do that align with what you heard. Right. And so I feel that, you know, how do you keep, how do you, how do you recognize the unhealthy influence And how do you uh, how do you how do you discern between this is this is input that I need? This is help that I need. This is accountability that is good Mm -hmm. for me in my in my marriage. And and this over here, this is this is sounding grass, right? Like this is noise in the background that I don't need to focus on. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: Mm. Well, you know, there can be a distortion that makes you think the noise in the background is something that's something valid.
2: So really, it depends
3: on your your mental health. Period. Your emotional state. And so you have to know that the people that are around you value you. They love you. Right. They're going to they're going to tell you about you, where you're right, where you're wrong. You know, when you're doing something good, when you're doing something that's not productive. That's the type of environment or people that you should have around you. If you don't have that, you've been wounded by friends, you've been wounded by family, you've been wounded by your spouse, right? And even you have some personal um, views of yourself that's not healthy, right? That's mm-hmm. negative. And you, it, you lack confidence, personal confidence. It's going to be hard for you to determine the difference. And even a good friend coming saying, you know, I don't think you're in a safe place. It's going to frustrate the friend. More than it's going to frustrate yep. the person because the person doesn't see or hasn't yet accepted or is willing to move into the place where the friend sees. So actually, you're going to actually bring yourself to a place of emotional hardship and baggage, because if they choose to stay in it, it's going to hurt you more. Yeah. So you, you, you there's nothing you can do outside of. And this is powerful. It's not that it's nothing but to pray. You know, let me pray with you. I'm not Mm -hmm. sure about where you are in your relationship, but I want to pray with you just because I want you to be in a healthy whole place. And I don't know everything that's going on. So let's pray right now. And then you take them and you pray and then you, Go and you ask God to filter in, give her insight, give her wisdom, give him the tools that he needs to see that this is a toxic relationship. Father, I don't know everything, but I need you to show them the truth about who you are and who they are in you that they might be set free if this is not what you want for them. And you I'm gonna pray, but you go and come on, come on, come on, come on.
0: We might as well
3: go to church. (laughs) You have to do that for them because I promise you, when When you touch and agree with them, even if they don't know, God is going to move on their behalf because he set you in that place to be that light for them in that moment. Even if you're the person just planting the seed, he's going to send water or you might be the water. and Somebody's already planted the seed. So your heart should be God. Let me lead in prayer for them because I don't know everything. But you brought me here to speak truth. You can't as a friend sit there and be like, I can't say anything because I don't know. No, I need to say something. But God, you're going to have to help them see that they can do the work.
1: That's so. That's mm. so true. You know what though? Because uh, even like even some of my friends that are that are believers but are not practicing believers, I guess you could say, or they they don't have a strong not relationship, about- right? Right, and they don't have a strong relationship. I can do that and and pray with them and over them and for them and for their marriage, and I have definitely seen a lot of changes changes in their marriages. And they they they're like, I don't like I don't even know how to pray. Like some of my oh. friends are truly like that. Mm-hmm. But they also know where my husband and I stand with Christ. And so, so they we are a lot of people's accountability partners because they're like, you know, we're struggling like we need prayer. Or right. wh- what mm-hmm.
2: I think for for us, me and my husband, he, you know, he does the relationship coaching. And what we say often is like we are here for the marriage. It's an institution that God established and marriage is perfect because he established it. We get in it with ourselves and we mess it up, right? And so our prayer is always for, you know, the husband to get what he needs, the wife to get what what she needs so that they can be the persons that God needs them to be in the institution that he created. Mm -hmm. You know, um, if you, in the Bible, it says, if you choose to marry, um, there's going to be Uh, In in different versions, there's going to be hardships. There's going to be work. There's going to, you know, all kinds of things like that. So if you choose to marry and after an infidelity, if you choose to stay in the relationship, then there is going to be, there are going to be trials. There are going to be hardships. There's going to be work that you don't want to do that has to be done in order to get to a place where your marriage looks like the marriage that god established the way he wanted it to be when he created the institution of marriage and so if you choose to marry and if you choose to stay you have to make sure the people around you are not there um in the circle for your marriage because you are are friends right because i have friends that be like girl you can come stay with me you know right right but they are in it they are in it to win it for your marriage for the institution that god created for right. the covenant that you made with God at the altar. They are in it for you because of that. Not just That's because right. they down with you. Not just That's because, right. you know, that one time you helped them, That they have to be a, um, an advocate for marriage.
1: Yeah. Right. So kind of going back to what you were saying, Lamisha, So, it, and Travanda, if we're in this phase of trying to forgive and, and stay in the marriage, as a victim of someone of, of cheating or infidelity, how do, how does that person reconcile their self-worth or Mm. how does that person start trusting themselves again um, to do the best for themselves?
3: So are you speaking of the the victim?
1: Victim. Yes. From a victim standpoint.
3: It looks different for everyone. Right. But, Generally, you have to give them time. You have to give them the opportunity to express really where they are. You have to allow them to ask the hard questions, the questions that they're not even sure if they want the answers to or if they feel they just need that. You have to give them the room. I call it to fail forward. And when you give them Mm, the room to fail forward, mm. you're giving them room to not even know how to feel, what to do, where to be, and not hold them accountable to some of the things that they may say from the hurt. And so in that, then they can push past that with a spouse. But personally for them, they have to realize, was my self-worth wrapped up in my spouse? Mm, Did I, you know, because they did this to me, am I less than now because of them? Because then you have to really reevaluate that they can't fulfill me. They can't give me everything that I need. And I think Lamisha it earlier, they can't validate me. You know, Mm -hmm. I have to find all validation and all sufficiency in Christ. And without that, then you're going to find yourself constantly finding yourself in a situation where you're feeling less than because of an individual. So find knowing who you are and whose you are, being able to walk in the standard of the word for what Christ is it and allow the word to build you up in the midst of it. And that is how you're going to begin the process of healing, because you're going to have to learn what his word says about you. And the word is going to help you establish who you are so that you can begin to go through those things and Begin the process of healing and building up your character, building up your confidence and then learning your purpose, because then you're going to realize just because I'm married, marriage isn't my purpose. Just Mm -hmm. because that's my spouse doesn't mean that they are my purpose. right? Right. And so once you understand that and you find that individual place within you, even though you're married, you're still an individual. And so feeding that and feeding your personal purpose and then aligning it with your team. That's why my husband and I call each other team, um, Team Woods. The reason we are aligned, because though God has chosen us individually to serve, he has put us together as a team and he used our strengths, right, as well as our weaknesses to balance where we're going. And I think once they realize that they're also an individual, they'll begin to heal and fail forward in a way that they'll be able to turn back like my husband and I have and help others go through the things that... Some people say, how did you make it through? You know, we would have failed this. I wouldn't have made it. How could you forgive? How could you do? All those things were based off of that personal alignment and then that teamwork. That's,
2: good. Mm, that's real good. That's real I, I good. Did.
0: Are there any like pitfalls that um, that we need to that we need to like naturally look for? Like we know as believers, we're going to get sufficiency from Christ, right? The Holy Spirit's going to mm-hmm. lead and guide you so that you don't fall into some things. But not all of our listeners are believers, right? Right. So are, are there any things that that are that our non-believers can do to avoid the pitfall of falling into uh, some form of infidelity, be it physical or emotional? Um, And then on the opposite end of that spectrum, you know, what are the pitfalls that someone looking to heal should also um, avoid as they're trying to fail forward, to use your term?
3: Well, first off, acknowledgement. You have to be self-aware. That's a myth that a lot of people, it's always the other person. They did this to me. Where are you? So that's mm. one myth or one pitfall. You guys, like, where am I in this situation? What am I allowing? What am I getting off, giving off to make them think that it's okay to do that to me? Or mm. are we healthy? Is this really a healthy relationship right here? Because why do I feel like I need to step out or why are they stepping out? I need to reevaluate or reassess. Is this true? Is this healthy? And mm. then the other thing you need to do is the people around you. And I've, I've heard uh, Bishop Jake say this. He said, just because you love me doesn't give you the right to speak into my marriage.
0: Oh, preach. Well, mm-hmm. the reason
3: being because because their mom, because there's dad, because their sisters, you know, all yeah. want to tell you about your spouse. So you yeah. love them. Yeah. But they don't know your household. They don't know what's going on. So you're taking mm. that in. So in that, that's a pitfall listening to somebody because they love you.
1: But they yeah. have to love,
3: like Amisha said, both of you. They have to want your marriage to succeed. But yeah. so they only want you to succeed, that's already a divider. So yeah. that's a pitfall that you got to be mindful of. Are the people that are in my life, close family, you know, friends, relatives, are they there to see us win? And then look at the people that you have around you. Do they have healthy marriages? Have yeah. they been successful in failing? Right. Have, or they have the ability to fail forward. Do they have experience to speak into it? I'm married, but I'm listening to a single friend. Talk to me about how I should handle my marriage. Well, let's talk about right. 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 right.
2: Right. No. <laughs> <Also from the laughs>
3: perspectives that you those are pitfalls. And yeah. so You have to be self-aware to look at what you've placed around you. And it doesn't mean that you can't have a single friend. It doesn't mean that you can't connect with them. It's just saying this area of my life, you don't have the privilege of pouring into and you have to determine who you're going to grant access to. Who am I going to allow to be a place of accountability for my husband and I or for my wife and I that we can know that it's safe for both of us? Right. right? I'm going to cover you and you're going to cover me. We got each other's back, but I can't go out here and just start throwing this stuff everywhere and just saying whatever I want to any and everybody or yeah. go and tell someone who I know has my back, what my spouse did. Right. Yeah. And then they in turn feeding me, you know, helping yes. me up to just, right, you know, right. girl, you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't. No, that's not how it goes. They're going to ask the question, well, first off, you know, did you talk to your spouse about it? Did you let them know how you felt? Mm -hmm. Oh, you didn't? You need to talk to them, but I'll pray with you. You know, and like you're saying, even if you're not a believer, the bottom line is all of those myths and pitfalls that I just shared, you can use, but I'm going to encourage you to find that connection with Christ because that is an enriching part. When you get to the darkest place in your life and you don't know which way is out, the only thing you should and can do is look up. And there's no specific way to pray. You just simply, all you have to do is just say, help.
0: (laughs) Okay your mouth. Mm, (laughs) Help,
3: help. And I promise you, he'll step in.
0: Absolutely. Wow.
1: Okay,
2: so. I have this kind of last, and Adelise, I think you can speak to this as well, as well as Mm Travanda. So we talked about this, we're talking about the aftermath, all of these things, and there's such a vast amount of things that happen after um, there is a romantic affair. And we talked about what normal, we talked about going back to normal, right? But is it going back to normal? Or is it a new normal? Right, new normal is kind of what everybody is talking about now because of Corona and because of everybody working from home and what we're doing with our kids and you know how we interact with people and face masks and all those kind of things. There's definitely 2020 is the vibe of a new normal, right? So when you have a romantic affair, the aftermath of it, when you when everybody is going through their process and you know we're starting to establish safe safe conversations and safe space and and trust and, you know, those kinds of things after we've decided to stay and and we have a community around us that loves us and cares for our marriage and is helping us build and pray and get back to what God would have us to be. Is it really normal or is it a new normal? What do we really want?
3: A shameless plug, but my husband and I just finished a project and it's called You Can Win. Seven keys to help you maximize and revolutionize your marriage. There isn't a normal. You don't want normal. And if you mm-hmm. heal from something, you don't want to go back into that environment or have the exact same situation that you had before, because mm-hmm. if you have that, then what are you doing? Then you're normalizing infidelity. You're normalizing negativity. You're normalizing, you know, the fact that, hey, this isn't healthy and we just got to cope. Nobody wants to just cope in their cope. marriage. Right. right. You right. want to you want to just thrive. You want yes. to do things that help you focus on what God has chosen for you to do, what your individual purpose is and what the unit of teamwork looks like for you both. Moving forward. So I wouldn't call it a normal and I wouldn't want a new normal. I want to be something where I can revolutionize and it be something so different, so dynamic, right. that is passionate and is purposeful for us and where we are. And then somebody else can take this information and it becomes that for them.
2: Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's what good. I'm
0: talking about. That's yeah, what I'm that's talking good. about. That is, right? that, is, that, is, that is really good. It's made my soul warm and fuzzy. So, <laughs> so right. What? Go hug, Go
2: hold my husband. Right. right. Come, <laughs> Come here. Let me hold you, baby. Let me hold you. Hey, boy, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> you all Let's revolutionize this thing.
1: <laughs> <Right>.
2: <laughs>
1: yes. So what does trust look like afterwards? Like, do does the per- does the victim have the right to go through the cheaters or person who has cheated their email? Is their privacy anymore? Um, do you just have free will of answering all questions or asking all questions? Like, what does that look like? What does trust look like afterwards? Yeah. The so, new normal.
3: I'm always going to leave. We don't do the new normal, right? I'm always <laughs> going to leave because marriage is not normal. And if it is, uh-huh. we need to talk because it's going to be stale, real, real, real soon. Right. Yeah. But, um, Yes, you have what you need because it could be years. It doesn't just go away. There could be triggers nine years later, even if it's something that, you know, happened, you know, like for me over 12 years, ago. It's, 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 it doesn't just change, you know, it doesn't just go away. And it's like, ah, it's not. And so that's why you want to be able to maximize every experience you've had in your marriage, every experience that you gained from your parents' marriage or, you know, your mentor's marriage or your friend's marriage. You want to take that information and you want to use it right to help you find that place that helps you thrive in your marriage. So, yeah, but to to know that your spouse is open to you and you're open to your spouse, there's nothing hidden. I don't want to go in your emails. I don't want to check your phone. But if your phone ring and I happen to see and I pick it up, I shouldn't have to worry about Bonquisha.
1: Exactly. You know,
3: um, you should have that freedom and you should have that as as the person, uh, as your spouse. I should be able to give you the room to know that anything that's for me, you have access to if you want to have access to it. If I feel like I got a cage or hide something from you, then that's going to be a dark place. And that's going to cause you to have a difficulty trusting them in every area. Right. Yeah. They say the small foxes spoil the vine. So that's yeah. going to be the small fox. Right. That's going to be the area that makes you say, OK, why can't I do that? And that's going to make you want to investigate.
1: Yeah. And,
3: right. Let me get in there. Let me. Right. Who,
0: who wants to live That's like that? Even you know? if
1: you haven't cheated, there should right. there shouldn't be right. passwords or right. secrecy or anything like that. So, yeah, that's good.
0: Yeah, we talked about that privacy divide. So we like, we like, we like
1: open transparency. Right. Open. Exactly.
0: Everything open. Everything open. Everything open. I think it's good. I mean, I think it's a good sign, especially in any marriage where you just have full access into whatever. Um, not that not that you're looking for something but if i if i just so happen like if i say hey honey i can i use your computer mine is acting up that's it's right. not like a uh uh wait let me uh let me log off my email right. let me log you know what i mean right all of that kind of- wait why you wait why are we logging off email why we like, wait, why are we closing chats, why are we closing chats? Closing right chat? what's going on right <laughs> exactly so I, think, I think that's some really good advice um wow trevonda this this has been just such a great conversation. I I really value the perspective that you've been able to share with us today and provide to our, to our listeners. We usually try to leave, uh, some tips, but I feel like you're the one with all the tips. So, um, if you don't mind, uh, if you don't (laughs) mind, I'd love to invite you to just share a couple of tips with, um, with our wives, our aspiring wives, as they're looking, uh, to, to heal and thrive in their marriages.
3: Okay. Well, let me, you said something aspiring wives and wives. Two yeah. different keys. If you're aspiring, you have the opportunity to say peace out immediately, quickly, right? You have not cut a covenant. Yeah. So you want to see for the aspiring wives? You have to know that the way they are now is the way they're going to be when you marry them.
1: Absolutely, okay. okay. Mike. Right. Period. No, no.
3: change. <laughs> oh, he's going to change, or I can change him. I can you change can. him. Oh, you can. Right. Right. So you, what you're looking at and the things you're dealing with, you're going in. So you're saying, I'm willing, or this yep. will get better over time. This, this will change, you know, or financially, you guys aren't going in the same direction or you don't know about the finances. All these things you need to check into, look in right now. Hey, are we going in the same direction? You know, yeah. what are you desiring? Get some premarital counseling, you know, speak to somebody, take a class, just learn whatever you can so that you can know to ask the tough questions before you say, I do. That's where okay. Um, for the ladies who have already said I do and have signed that blood covenant,
2: listen. Mm-hmm. Okay.
3: All you have to do is <laughs> me say, in. okay. <laughs> all right.
2: you have to do
3: is say, God, I trust you. Mm-hmm. He's all yours.
2: Mm. That's, hard. That, that, so. that's hard. That's hard. Easy. The truest, hardest thing you hard. ever heard. <laughs> That's the so realest
3: cool. thing ever wrote. <laughs> so simple, but so difficult. So, so <laughs> difficult. Because it's gonna, it, it covers so many areas. You yeah. can't make him do what you want to do. You can't make him respond the way you want to make him respond. You can't say his character is not the character that I thought. Oh, he's changing. Well, I hope he is changing, but I hope he's moving towards, a di- you know, all that. When you say, God, he's all yours. But it also gives you room to say, God, I'm all yours. I'll be whatever you need me to be. You are, I am. That makes me out I'll be whatever you need me to
2: be. I be- surrender okay, we, have, we got a... Come p- on action. now. We got to worship. Pass the
0: plate. Pass, pass the plate. Because she didn't just preached in here. See that with, yeah, she did. We she gave it to us. Collections all around. Hit the Patreon. Yeah. Come on. Bring <laughs> your money wow. to the house. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to holler at you offline, Trevon. I feel like I need to... I feel like I need some coaching and mentoring. <laughs> Stop I, it. I am not Stop kidding. It. I'm I'm not kidding at all. But I'm. Just, I I. This has been really just so good, and I think that it's so important for us always to remember that, you know, um, our marriages are greater than ourselves, right? And, and there's mm-hmm. there's your part to play, and you can do your part till death do you part. But it always takes two in order to be ultimately successful in any marriage relationship. This has been so rich. I'm just gonna have to see la. Okay, we're just gonna have to pause and reflect on that. Mm-hmm. And we're just gonna have to let that simmer on in our souls. And we've got some good tips, tools, and some nuggets that we're gonna walk away from. Travonda, thank you for joining us today. It's been My such pleasure. a pleasure uh to share space with you. And um I think that's it. I mean, I feel like I ain't got nothing else to say. Like okay. the mics have been dropped. The 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 nuggets are in the soul. Just just see, La. Just let that simmer on in you.
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we, we,
0: we appreciate you, Javonda. Thank you again to our listeners. If you ever want to get in on this conversation, you can always get us an email at 3DopeWives at gmail.com. Hit us up on any major uh, social media platform at 3DopeWives. We'd love to hear from you. We're going to keep this conversation going all week. Uh, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening and holla at you. Peace. Peace. This has been another episode of Three Dope Wives. Sis, we are so glad you took a minute to get real with us. Yep. Listen, I want you to know something. Every day a woman is married and a wife is made. Vows are exchanged and hopes arise.
1: Mm -hmm. And every day a woman's dreams are crushed. Uh, Let me tell you, crushed, crushed (laughs) by the reality of what marriage really is. True